Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Digital Success Powered by Intelligent Automation. This is Pawan Jadhav, CEO of Latitude. Uh, one of the major outcomes of robotic process automation uh, is the change in activities that the team members perform. And this can have a significant impact, as you know, in, in how organizations define roles and hire for the skills, train and retain them. Uh, and this area requires special focus and discussion. So today's discussion is focused on this, and I have an expert in this area who has helped organizations define this as part of large digital transformations. Uh, so welcome Joe Spadaford. Joe is the president. Joe is president of J. Francis Consulting. He has over 30 years of experience in financial services industry, uh, primarily running large-scale uh, uh, digital transformations. Uh, in fact, leading operations departments and businesses. Uh, he currently heads a consulting practice that specializes in coaching executive teams through operational and digital transformations. Uh, he he has led these transformations at Citibank, uh, First Chicago, uh, AXA Financial, Computer Share, and most recently at AST. So uh, he has succeeded in in large part because he has the ability, and this is something that I have uh, I have learned by working very closely with him, is that he has this ability to combine uh, both what is needed to be done to accomplish digital transformation from a from a technology and process uh, side of things, but also from change management uh, side of things too, like software issues like staff engagement and job design. So I was having a conversation with him uh, a few weeks back about RPA and he pointed this aspect out and I thought this is so relevant and so important that many a times gets neglected. And so I thought this could be a great topic for discussion and here we are. So Joe, welcome. And I, I look forward to having this conversation with you. Thank you, Pawan. Um, so job design, favorite topic of mine. It's a scientific uh, framework backed by extensive research and practical application over many years, maybe 40 or so years. And it, it what it does, it measures how well a job motivates the job holder. And that has implications for you know job satisfaction and job performance. And the best way to describe it is it's um, it's a job has core a well-designed job has core dimensions that allow a job holder to feel that uh, their work is meaningful, that uh, she has a personal responsibility for the outcomes of of her work, and she has knowledge of the results. If those three elements are in place, then the job is well designed. And a well-designed job can be self-motivating and lead to even higher performance, certainly help with staff retention and allow for continuous improvement. So it's powerful. So I want to spend maybe a couple of seconds further talking about what is a meaningful job in the context of job design. Well, research has shown is really three main components. You know, one is that uh, the job holder views it as a significant task or a significant role in terms of its impact on customers, uh, the organization, or society at large. So the other part of uh, what is a meaningful job uh, beyond the significance of the task is the is the skill variety called for in the job. So in other words, is the job challenging? Does it require multiple skills and disciplines to do. The, the more that it does, 
the more meaningful the job is. And the final piece of the meaningful element is whether or not we perceive the job as a whole job. In other words, it's got a beginning, a middle, and an end, and, and, and we're with it the whole way, as opposed to feeling like a, a cog in a wheel where you only have a small portion of, of the job to, to complete. So those three things, skill variety, a whole job, and the significance of the task, add up to a meaningful job in the eyes of a job holder. The second piece is feeling responsible for the job. And what this means is it's autonomy. In other words, how much judgment and decision-making does the job holder have in their job? And, and so that's important. You know, if, if, if we're able to uh, be creative in some of the execution of the work, it enhances the, the, uh, the design of that particular role. Uh, finally, is, uh, the last piece is feedback. Feedback from the job itself, not from, uh, you know, a supervisor. And a, a good example of this would be if, if you're a golfer, you're on a driving range and, uh, and, and you start hitting golf balls and you see where they fall and you make adjustments in your swing or in how you're, you're holding the club uh, to get a better result. Well, if, if a, a fog happens to move into the driving range and suddenly you can't see where the ball's landing anymore, well, you're incapable of improving because you don't really have the feedback on, on how well your last shot uh, was placed. So, it's getting feedback from the job itself, allowing the holder to make improvements. That's very important. So those are the key elements in having a well-designed job. That was an excellent overview. And I think you you, you described and, and defined job design very well. So the, the work has to be meaningful. So when you design a job, the work has to be meaningful. It had the, the person performing the work has to take personal responsibility for it and has to have knowledge of the results so that uh, so that the person can improve on it and maybe uh, can be served and this, this the combination of the three is is what is motivating a person to do that job uh, so in in this regard and if we try to take this discussion forward and now that because we are talking about robotic process automation how did you realize that this is it is is very important for robotic process automation programs. So can you can you talk a little bit about it of why this is so relevant uh, in robotic process automation initiatives? Yeah, what thanks, Bowen. Yes, what what struck me, you know, with RPA, and it's really by the nature of RPA, right? We strip away, you know, manual and repetitive work from from many functions and roles within the organization. And that's great. It creates, uh, you know, the efficient allocation of work to to bots who are much better equipped to perform tasks, uh, you know, with, you know, perfect accuracy or near perfect accuracy, and and certainly more more rapidly. And that's a good thing. It, it drives down uh, operating cost and an improved service, uh, you know, very quickly once deployment happens. However, the sort of the consequence of some of this is it, it creates fragmentation of work. And that can impact a sense of responsibility of workers affected by the change. Or it might have them, you know, change their view of how significant a role they have in that process. So 
RPA can create positive or negative impacts to job design. And the important thing is that we just understand what those are and if adjustments are needed, we make them. My observation is that issues of job design are often left to chance with the hope that eventually any sort of job design issues will resolve themselves as deployment continues uh, to happen. But it really is much better to put a deliberate focus on job design as, as part of our deployment, at least for the critical positions that are going to be affected by the change. This would help the company avoid any unintended consequences with their staff, while also ensuring, I think, that we maintain strong productivity, you know, during the transition. Right, and the, uh, uh, the aspect that you talked about, the fragmentation of work, uh, sometimes we don't realize is, is you, you, you touched upon it, when you implement robotic process automation, you are taking away the manual activities and uh, pieces of work, but now what you have left behind uh, is fragments of work. And if it is not if it is not structured well, then to your point of whether that job is uh, has a uh, has a definite start and a definite end and has meaning to it can be lost, right? Because we are, we are changing the job itself. Yeah. And I'll give you an example. I was talking to uh, another executive, and they said, and this this was in the customer. Uh, facing function of uh, of a large enterprise, they were able to automate 87% of customer interactions by creating self-service capabilities powered by robotic process automation. So what that meant is 87% of the job that a person was performing has been automated. Now that's great uh, because the, the result of uh, the result of that was the average handle time which is a metric that is used in customer service functions, actually increased after automation. And this is very counterintuitive because you would think that the average handle time will reduce. But here in this case, the average handle time increased. And the reason why it increased is because now the, uh, the customer uh, service person or the customer service agent was taking care of complex transactions. Right. They were talking to the customers more. They were... Uh, the, the customers were in fact happy to talk to the agents for the complex transactions that the agent was resolving, whereas the easier manual and repetitive transactions was left to the bots. Right? Uh, yeah. this, this example itself proves your point that the job has changed and it has changed dramatically. It has from a simple mundane task to something right. that has become very complex. So now if you don't redesign the job, if you don't set the expectations accordingly, if you don't change the KPIs, this could be a huge impact, right? And sometimes we tend to forget that. And when it, it, it comes as a afterthought, uh, after the, the implementation has been uh, has, has, has been completed and uh, we are dealing with the consequences of all of this. Uh, so excellent point there, Joe. Uh, I, I love the way you defined it. So let's, let's go a little bit deeper now. So the companies, adopt RPA and even uh, as, as more processes get automated, there is a very strong focus uh, on ROI, right? How many how many hours have we saved and what have we delivered to business? But many a times the challenges uh, that we see uh, organizations overlook is this underlying issue of job, job change impact and management. So have you, have you seen that? Have you experienced that uh, yourself? And uh, if you can share some thoughts on it. Yeah, I, I have, Pawan. And, and look, I, I don't think there's sufficient awareness 
of what firms may be leaving on the table by ignoring job design concerns. I mean, you just gave a great example uh, in a call center environment. Uh, you know, there might be implications there for training the call center reps to handle more complex transactions. Exactly. exactly. So that's a job design issue. Uh, but but here, here's what, what often happens in the way, and I've been a manager for a long time, and I, I think this way as well, your best performers, let's say your top 10% of your team, uh, will excel under all circumstances. They are your go-to people. Uh, they get it done. Uh, you know, job design uh, challenges are, are really not going to affect their performance because of who they are. They, they just get it done. However, the other 90% of your organization will benefit most by well-designed jobs. And it's, that is where companies may miss out, trying to find the best way to redesign work for the larger workforce, trying to use the technology to build meaning into existing jobs, and trying to improve uh, the contributions that individuals can make with new tools that are now available. This is the real design work that's needed, and it you know really should be started as early as possible during uh, even during deployment of uh, RPA. I, I'm I'm completely in in line with your thought process there. And what has happened in the last few years is that organizations have scratched the surface, but as RPA and other intelligent automation technologies make more inroads into the organization, this is this will become key topic. So let's let's now assume that that organizations are convinced, and I'm sure many of them are, and they they start embarking on this initiative of job design as a result of robotic process automation. Uh, can you share a few highlights that you have seen, or few benefits that you have seen, uh, your personal experience and uh, uh, of what you have seen the impact of job design when it is implemented in the right way? Sure. Yeah, in my experience, the, the best examples of the uh, and the positive benefits of job design are with frontline positions. Those interacting with customers day to day, delivering the firm's you know value proposition. If you begin with customers and a strong understanding of their needs and expectations, then your focus really should be on designing frontline positions. So these folks or bots can deliver exactly what is needed and when it's needed. It should be easy to serve your customers consistently well every day, but it really isn't most often. For example, you know, average turnover in call centers, uh, staff turnover is 30 to 40% a year, and sometimes as high as or approaches 100%. We know with good job design, you know, plus fair compensation and good supporting technology like RPA, I've seen large call centers achieve a 95% customer satisfaction rating with increased productivity and 4% staff turnover with, with average staff tenure of five years. Call center capabilities like that allow for best-in-class performance and really become a competitive advantage. So that's one example. Another one is uh, relationship managers in banking. It's important to take a good look at the design of their jobs. 
Often these frontline staff get, you know, bogged down in paperwork and solving operational problems. And their main job should be focused on building client relationships and providing, you know, banking services to those clients. So by redesigning their job task and offloading work to bots or other support roles, relationship managers can then focus on their clients with more intensity. They can also handle more clients since the administrative burdens on them have been reduced. Now, these are real examples where job design and RPA and other technologies are part of the same solution to deliver exceptional service on a consistent basis while creating a more efficient operating model. Those are the two examples, uh, Paul, and I thought were most relevant to share. Oh, excellent examples there. And uh, I, I think, I think as, you, as you said, the customer-facing operations and customer-facing uh, examples in the customer-facing uh, departments, I think, are the best examples there because there's just so much that can be done in a job uh, which is outside of that structured and rules-based. Right. 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 So the, uh, let, let's let's uh, focus on the methodology and then some part of uh, is something that you have already talked about. Uh, and when th th there's definitely a way to structure the job the way you have defined it. Is there something more that you would like to share on the methodology itself? Sure, sure. So the deployment, as you know well, Pawan, deployment of RPA varies greatly from one company to another. And in creating, a, you know, a deployment strategy, I think it's important to try and balance the the need for uh, you know rapid efficiency gains and capturing ROI, and the longer term strategic strategic objectives. I think that companies have, like improving the customer experience or you know, getting into new markets or achieving more scalability. These are uh, different kinds of challenges, and I think the technology can be most helpful uh, in pointing in that direction as well. So job design often focuses on the key roles involved in executing the business. And it's the design of those roles that should be understood early in the RPA deployment to see if the technology can help improve that job design. After the technology has been installed in a functional area, we would evaluate how RPA is affecting those jobs uh, from a design standpoint and to see if any adjustments are needed. And there are many ways to address gaps in job design and that don't require really any assistance from technology. And we talked about one already, the training, right? So you could upskill people in these frontline positions uh, and have a positive impact on their job design without any uh, technology dependency. What we should be looking for is how. How can the new technology make jobs more efficient, meaningful, and support ease of execution? We just have to put that on our radar as something we're going to look at you know, as we, as we deploy. Excellent, and uh, so that it, it was a great discussion, and I'm uh, I'm I have completely bought into your vision of why this is important, and uh, th th this absolutely makes sense. So, as do you have any final thoughts for our audience uh, in this regard? Well, again, Paul, thanks for letting this topic uh, get get visibility in in your 
in your session here, and it's been always enjoyable for me to talk about it. Uh, I, I think uh, the importance of job design with the deployment of digital technology, uh, it's clear to me, I hope the listeners uh, see it as well. Uh, you, you really can take comfort in the principles of well-designed jobs that those are firmly established. And if you, if you pursue improvements in design as, and job design as part of your digital transformation, you should see enduring benefits like increased staff engagement happen naturally. Uh, there'll be greater acceptance of the new technology at all different levels of the firm. Productivity will increase. Improved service levels and positive trends in operating performance will, be, will become evident. And of course, you're going to have lower staff turnover. That that always happens in our uh, in our work in the job design arena. It just does. Um, so it could make for not only a successful RPA deployment, you know, with job design, but it could also again be a competitive advantage if you're able to focus on some of those strategic objectives that that we mentioned. So I really wish everybody good luck in their journeys. Uh, they're all challenging. If you're interested in well, learning more about job design, you can follow me on LinkedIn or or connect with me there. I'd also like to uh, acknowledge a few experts in the field who I've worked with and getting my thoughts together for this discussion. John Yuzi is president of Roy Walters and Associates, who's really been a pioneer and thought leader for many years in job design. Thomas Bertels is the president of PurposeWorks, who's helping companies create meaningful jobs across industries. The work they do is very relevant to the discussion that we've just had. If you're interested in learning more about PurposeWorks, you can go to www.purpose.works for more information. And you can also follow John and Thomas on LinkedIn. But Pawan, I really thank you for the opportunity of this discussion. And uh, and for participating uh, with me, it was it was great. Thank you very much, Joe. And uh, for the listeners, if you are on uh, the digital transformation journey, and you feel that the work that that your team members, uh, the work that they're performing, is going to be impacted in any uh, any way, and which can impact whether the whether the job is meaningful or not or whether uh, the, the person has, uh, whether, whether the worker is showing personal responsibility for it. And if uh, the, uh, the worker has the knowledge of the results, if any of these dimensions are changing for the job, then you know what you have to focus on. You have to focus on uh, creating a well-designed job. And I'm stealing Joe's words here, but thank you very much, Joe. That was very insightful. And uh, thank you for uh, being, uh, being here with us today. And if you need more information, you can go to www.latitude.com. We have a podcast section where you can listen to all of the podcasts as well. Thank you very much for being here with us. And we'll be back again with uh, yet another exciting topic. Bye for now.